Well, we've had quite a few building blocks and foundational teaching in this service to, to prepare us for the future. Everything we are doing is preparing for the future. When revival comes, when people start to come in their droves, we will be trained and we'll be ready for them when they come. The Bible says, despise not the day of small things. And we've been meeting here for over a year, pioneering, breaking through, bringing teaching. You saw the list of teachings that we've covered this year alone. Fear, unashamed, loving the lost, reaching out to people, all the stuff that we've been covering. Suicide Sunday. Suicide Sunday. Remember last two weeks ago, suicide. I'm, going to just, I'm just going to remind you again because this is how it's so important that you take notes and remember things. And all we've got 190 videos on YouTube. Go visit them. Do you know what? Let, let me tell you a practice. I've, I've been walking with the Lord for 40 years. For about 35 years of my life, I've been listening to teaching every night when I go to sleep. I program my mind constantly. In my car, I couldn't tell you the last time in 40 years I listened to radio. I don't listen to radio. That's too important time. That's car college for me. I can get some teaching on there when I'm listening, when I'm driving. And feeding our spirits continually and growing and maturing the things of God. These are things that we've, this year, being fearless, bring your burdens to Jesus, unashamed, change the world of one person, love and action, from darkness to light, healing begins in our heart. Who told you that? Lord, I need you. There must be more to life than this. Help me, God, I'm afraid. Does God really care? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. The battle for the mind. The power of God's word to transform you. They're all on YouTube. Go visit YouTube. And this is what we're trying to nicely encourage people to become a disciple. 24 people get commissioned by the Cardinal here. 24 people were commissioned. The hands were laid on them by a prince of the church to be missionary disciples. And we're called to be missionary disciples. We've got this young team with us. I mean, they need their prayer, they need their help, they need their encouragement. In the next stage, I want to just teach with you. I won't keep you too long. But this has been bubbling in my heart for a long time. Do you know there's been some things I couldn't teach before? I just couldn't bring it because you wouldn't be ready to receive it. You'd be right to the Archbishop again. <laughs> And I want to talk to you about going public for Jesus. Going public for Jesus. Our church, our Catholic church, there's so much fear in a Catholic church, even amongst the clergy, and that's why we have to pray for them. Passive Christianity has replaced public proclamation of the gospel because we're crippled by fear that's why we've been teaching into this so many people say oh you can't say that you can't say that and in Ireland just now because we've been intimidated by politicians intimidated by even friends and family even your own home you'll be mocked go public for Jesus, like Father said, Father Jerry said a few weeks ago, if you were getting accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence? 
Do people know you're a Christian? And this has been bubbling in my heart for a long time, this passive, don't say nothing. You can't say that. It's totally and absolutely the opposite of what the Bible teaches. When you study early Christianity, they went public for Jesus. They were all afraid before then, and we know that many people in here are in a journey. Maybe you're just starting off your journey and you're thinking, oh, how is he telling me to go public? Is he telling me to go knocking doors and go in the street? Just, just calm. Everybody's in a journey, different kinds of journey, but we're all called to be mission disciples and to go public for Jesus. The early church went public for Jesus, but for three and a half years they followed the rabbi, they got all the teaching, and then when it came to it, they ran for the hills. But then Pentecost came. The power of the Holy Spirit came. And then they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they were fearless. That was the first message we gave at the beginning of the year. Fearless disciples. The deacon Stephen. He just served tables. 63 verses in scripture where he just proclaimed the gospel to them. He was fearless. And I just had a conversation even two weeks ago and somebody was saying, well, you, you can't really say that. You, you've got to be careful who you're speaking to. That's not biblical. It's maybe your reasoning in your mind, but passive Christianity has replaced public proclamation of the gospel. And that's why we see many, many people in our parishes, in the Catholic Church, there's no evangelization taking place. So you've heard me say this before. Piety, devotion, and ritual good in itself causes us to this inward focus. And by goodness, we need inward focus. But inward focus should only be to strengthen us to have outward focus. So devotion and piety and ritual in itself has replaced evangelism. Replaced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's replaced laying hands on the sick. And the enemy's soul was so clever in how he's come into the church and kept his passive, shh, don't, shh. Don't say that. Don't go public for Jesus. Well, Eugene go public for Jesus a few weeks ago. What a journey Eugene's been on, hasn't he? For a year ago, Terry, no chance. To up here. And next week, guess what? Next week, Eugene's been filmed by Shalom World TV. His testimony is going to go all over the world. <laughs> going public for Jesus. He's going public for Jesus. All over the world. But that's taking a journey. It's taking time to get there. So I'm not getting at anybody. I'm not pushing, pushing you too hard. I'm just trying to say, if you're a true disciple for Christ, you have to go public for him. And what we have in our church, I would never be able to say this to you a year ago, so buckle up your belts, okay? <laughs> we have in our church what the Bible teaches Demon faith. Oh, he's done it now. I'll let up to the Archbishop. <laughs> Could you put that scripture to me, Seamus? This is what the scripture says. You believe in one God, that's fine. Even the demons believe and tremble with fear. 
You ask most people, do you believe in God? Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, believe, yeah, absolutely. Even the demons believe and tremble. But that doesn't make you a disciple. And many people in our churches, many people in the restaurants and pubs and supermarkets, the people you do life with will say, oh I believe. So do the demons. To be a mystery disciple is to be a follower of Jesus Christ and to go public for Jesus. And Jesus says, if you go public for me, I'll go public for you. Look what's happened with Eugene. God is calling you and I to be public witnesses for Jesus. That's a scary scripture. And many people that we do life with have demon faith. They're not interested in suicide people. They're not interested in reaching the lost. They're not interested in the broken hearted, the wounded, or the, the addiction Sunday that we apply. Oh, but oh, they believe in God. And this is the clever way that the enemies come into the church is get people believing in a God that demons believe in. It's passive, there's no action. There's no public testimony, there's no conversion in their hearts, and that's what's come into the church. And that's why today, in most places, in most parishes, people don't want to go public for Jesus. Keep it passive. Keep it quiet. Don't say that. Father Jerry's sermon last week was incredible. He heard me saying that afterwards, most People, most parishes, many, many parishes, people would have walked out. We since found out that some did. Because it's a proclamation of the word. It's God's word. It's good news. It's great news. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of sharing the gospel with people and telling them you love them. One of the greatest ways to evangelize, no one of the greatest ways to evangelize somebody that you've never really went public with. Here's just a wee tip. Do you know what I would do? I'd go to them if you work with them, friends, family, you maybe never testified to them. I would go up to them and say, do you mind if I talk to you? I've got something I really need you to forgive me for. You've got the attention. I want you to forgive me. It's something I should have spoke to you about before. And I'm so sorry I never, ever said this. I want to share something that's the most important thing in my life. Would you forgive me? You're going to get their attention. You're going to get their attention. Because if you take spirituality and put that to the side, people in the GA will tell you all about the GA. Because it means everything to them. It's like a religion. I'm not getting any GA folk. Don't write to the Archbishop. <laughs> I love football. I love football. It's a great game. But at the end of the day, it's 22 guys chasing a bit of leather with air inside it, and 60, 70,000 folk go crazy. I have a grown men kissing me. Kissing me in the cheek. <laughs> 
because Celtic scored a goal. It's everything to them. And that's all they do is talk about this. If you go to Glasgow, the, go to the East End of Glasgow on a Saturday morning, I've explained this so many times to guys. These boys get up every morning and Saturday morning and it's like a ritual. They're going for their breakfast, they're meeting each other and they're getting their scarves and they're heading towards the pub, then they're heading towards this big theatre. And they've got their scarves up in the air and they're worshipping. You'll never walk alone. I tell you, hairs in your neck goes up when you hear 60,000 Celtic fans singing, you'll never walk alone. And they love it. You bring these same guys into a church, you think we were nuts. You think we were crazy. But in the natural, that's what they talk about. That's what they live for. So if you were to say the same to somebody, I want to tell you something that means the world to me. It's everything to me. And I've never told you, can I, can I be honest with you, the reason why I haven't told you, because I thought you would reject me. I thought maybe you would be hot and think I'm a Bible thumper. I'm just, I just want to tell you, do you mind? Would you forgive me? They're not only going to forgive you, they're going to say, what is it? <laughs> tell me. What is this greatest thing that's happened in your life? Tell them the good news about Jesus and what he's done for you. That's all you have to do. Just tell them what Jesus has done for you. You'll touch lives. Go public for Jesus. Go public for him. This week, make it your point to go public for Jesus. Do you know why? Jesus went public for you. On that cross, he went public for you. And in most churches today, people are afraid. It's passive. It's devotion, it's ritual, it's piety. It's replaced evangelism. It's replaced reaching out to the lost and the poor and the addicted. And God's calling us to be public. We worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And last week I was saying to you, a short life, 80, 90, 100 years we may have, is nothing to eternity. We will spend trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of years in eternity. And how often do we feed our spirit to allow us to have the boldness to go tell others about Jesus? Do you know that prophet Isaiah says when the, when the heavens were opened up to him, he looked up and he saw the Lord in all his glory. And the Bible says his train filled the temple. And when he looked upward, he said, I'm undone. <laughs> I'm unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips. And the Bible says an angel got up and lifted a coal and touched his tongue. He looked upward, he looked inward, and then he said, send me, Lord, here I am. Maybe we can sing that later, here I am, Lord. Do you know that one? Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? Is it I? Come on, sing it with me. I have heard you calling in the night. You call me. 
I will go out. I will go out. If you lead me. I will hold your people. One more time. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the I will go, other stuff we'll have in the church that's inward focus it's taken us away from the very gospel that God called us to, to preach and to reach people and Isaiah you know when Isaiah says his train fills the temple you think about that, you ever meditate on that what does that mean? his train his robe, you see King Charles a few weeks ago, his robe getting carried down, God's robe fills the temple fills the temple you're talking about one massive robe. The Jewish understanding is this. In biblical times, when a king at war defeated a king, he derobed him in front of everybody. Took his robe off. And he cast his robe to his friends and said, stitch it to my robe. And that robe was stitched to his robe. And everywhere he went, every time he defeated a king, he stitched another robe. Another robe, another robe. That's why when Isaiah looked up, he saw his train filling the temple. Because Jesus is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's defeated Satan, he's defeated everything, he's defeated sin, sin in your life. It's a glorious gospel. His train fills the temple. Amen. One more scripture Matthew 10. Are you okay, Seamus? Welcome back, Seamus. <laughs> Anne-Marie was not too bad. <laughs> you did great. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me, that's a serious scripture. That's worth taking a note for those who are taking notes. I will deny before my heavenly Father. Think about that for a minute. Have you been in a situation where there may be an opportunity for you to witness? Let me just qualify it. It's okay to be passive at times, because it's wisdom. And sometimes the Bible says there's a time to speak, there's a time to be quiet. I'm not saying all, all the time, so let's qualify that. Sometimes it's wisdom if you're in a situation, don't be speaking out of the folk are nuts running about you, of the ranger supporters and things like that. God said, don't. But Jesus is saying, everyone acknowledges me. Before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny. And Jesus actually says, if you don't forgive your brother, I'll not forgive you before my Father. That's a serious scripture. That's a serious scripture. And that's why a mystery disciple 
will go public for Jesus. And you will end up having skin like a crocodile. You need to have skin like a crocodile. You want to ask a question, everyone? How does that um, compare with the gospel today about not holding a grudge? Because that's what the gospel would be listened to today about not holding exactly. a grudge. Exactly. Dovetails right into that. There's no holding grudge. Everyone acknowledged me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. So the context is the gospel. The gospel is good news. It's not bad news. It's good news. You're actually rescuing lives by telling people the gospel and telling them about Jesus. Because this is serious. It's salvation. There's no other way to get to heaven except through Christ. There is other gospels out there. But there's not any other way except through Christ. Jesus himself in the garden of Gethsemane says, Father, is there, is there any way, if there's any way, take this cup from me, as he sweats blood, but nevertheless, let thy will be done. He had to go to the cross, and no one can come to the Father except through him. And that's being a, a, a missionary disciple, is to go public. But sometimes people are afraid. And sometimes people are confused and think they're actually judging people by speaking the gospel. Not judging. It's actually bringing good news. That's what the gospel means. Good news. When we go public for Jesus and you tell people you really, really care for them and you really care for their soul, you don't judge people. We couldn't judge anybody. We're all sinners. But Jesus is saying how serious this is. Don't deny the Lord. Early Christianity, they, they tried to get the, the apostles to be quiet. Stop speaking about Jesus. The apostles were like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Of course we'll speak about Jesus. We will declare Jesus wherever we go. And it cost them their life. Costing their life because they declared Jesus is Lord. I want to just finish with two men in the Bible tells us they were afraid. They were afraid to be, go public. And they were religious men. They were devout men. And they were afraid to go public for Jesus. And they know who they are. Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. The Bible says that Nicodemus, John chapter 3, came to Jesus whilst it was dark. Didn't want to be seen. Don't want to be seen. He's a leader of the church. He's a member of the Sanhedrin. He's like a bishop of today's church. Don't want to be recognized. He goes to Jesus at night. Secret believer. John chapter 7 tells us the same about Joseph of Arimathea. He was a secret believer. Because they knew if we go public for him, this could cost us a life. And it's costing many lives today as I speak. So many Christians have been persecuted and killed, and their lives taken because they've been public for Jesus. If you get that scripture there, Seamus. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate, 
for the body of Jesus. How public can you get? Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. So these private believers who were afraid went public at the cross. That's where all of us heading. If you are really a true disciple of Jesus, you will head to the cross. One more scripture and I'm finishing. This man here, this is a Roman officer. When the Roman officer stood facing him, he saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. He went public. And if you don't understand the history of the Romans, how barbaric they were, you know, the Roman Caesars were seen as gods. They thought Caesar was a god. Here's this Roman centurion. Now that word exclaimed, it's a Greek word. The only other time you see it is when Mary visits Elizabeth. The same words used, she exclaimed, how be that the mother of my Lord should visit me. So when this man exclaimed, many times you've read that, and he said, this man, no, 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 no. He exclaimed. Some scholars believe he turned to the crowd and he addressed the crowd. This man truly was the son of God. He addressed everybody and went public for Jesus. Because just before that, Jesus had cried out with a loud voice. This man sees it. And he cries out with a loud voice, this man truly was the son of God. He went public for Jesus. He took his life in his hands. And that's what it means to be a mystery disciple. Going public for Jesus. He's a conqueror. He's a king. We don't have to apologize for the gospel. Sister Breeze McKenna said that a long time ago. We don't have to defend Jesus. Just proclaim him. We proclaim Christ. We don't have to defend him. And that's what it means to be a mystery disciple. Going public for Jesus. Will you do that? It's quite a challenge. In this world that we live in, it's a challenge. I don't know many times I'm in a situation I'm thinking, do I say something? Do I not say something? And I have to say something. Because by saying something, just maybe you'll reach a soul that won't be lost in eternity. That will someday see you in heaven and say, thank God you said that to me. Thank you for challenging me when I was mocking you. Thank you for having the kindness of heart to say, will you forgive me for never telling you about how much I love Jesus. When you shared that with me, something happened, something touched my heart, and it, it changed my life forever. It's another level of discipleship going public for Jesus.